Hello, and thank you for listening to the Vineyard Church Springbrook podcast of Vineyard Church right here in Alcoa, Tennessee. If you haven't already, you can check out our website for more information about our church or find our audio archive with all of our previous messages at www.vineyardchurch.us. You can also subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts. Now, let's hear this week's message. How's everybody doing today? Everybody doing good? Okay, I get the opportunity to to speak on peace today. I want to thank Aaron, and he's somewhere in here, I thought, maybe, his wife, uh, for the opportunity. Um, Just grateful to be up here today. I'm not going to take a lot of y'all's time, so if you got to go use the bathroom and you come back, I might be done. All right? (laughs) So, um, man, we got people in the front row. I got a booger in my nose. Okay. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, I come. I want to tell you thank you. Jesus, I just thank you. I love you. I praise you. Um, I just pray that you just be in the midst of this service, Father. I just pray that you just move me out the way that people here don't see me, but they see you in me, Father. And I just pray that that there is a breakthrough today. I just pray if anybody's going through anything, that your Holy Spirit just fall fresh upon every last one of us in here right now in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I get to talk to y'all about peace, and I will be coming out of Isaiah um, 9 and 6. You could, I think that was up on the Sky Bible. I didn't uh, do all my, that's, well, that's what Pastor Aaron calls it, and I didn't do my notes and everything right with the thingy up there, but I felt like when I got the opportunity to speak on peace that God was telling me to really pull the onion back on peace, and the scripture here is, it says, for to us a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And as I was peeling the onion back on this, the word peace or shalom as it's used, this is a very deep word. I mean, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, right? Meaning he's the head of peace and the only and only true peace runs through him. Any other peace is temporary, while Jesus' peace is an eternal peace. So not only is Jesus the Prince of Peace, but he's the, the government be on his shoulders, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, and the Everlasting Father. It's up there. It's in the Bible if you ain't tired out. This is a deeper supernatural peace that only comes from King Jesus. Now, the world wants us to think that we can get our peace from people. They want, to think, want us to think we can get our peace from the government, from family members, from things. That's what the world wants us to think. But you can have a peaceful relationship, you know, with somebody. I got a peaceful relationship with my wife as long as I go by her rules. You know, it's some... <laughs> It's some standards. You can have a peaceful, temporary relationship, you know, as long as you cross all those T's and dot all those I's. But I got to go by her rules. She ain't got to go by mine, but I got to go by her rules. But King Jesus offers a peace that's beyond understanding that even if the gas prices rise, the wars start to form and the, and the groceries get expensive, you'll realize you're still eating, you're still clothed, you're still in your right mind, and you realize you have a peace that is beyond understanding. That you've accepted peace from the Prince of Peace. 
no government or any relationship can give to you or take away. And guess what? If you start having questions and you start feeling some type of way and, and asking like the world's going to be the world and the world's going to do all this stuff, you can turn to the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. The world's going to be the world. They're going to do stuff that we don't do. But that scripture up there has all the answers. The counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Now, listen, I don't care who you voted for. I don't even care if you voted at all because King Jesus gets the last say. So the government is on his shoulders. He who had no sin became sin and died on the old rugged cross just so we could have a choice, a chance to choose peace. He didn't force it on us just so we can have a chance. Now, understand something about this word peace when I when I had to dive into it a little bit. I got the definition of it right here in the Hebrew word shalom means completeness in number, safety, soundness in body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace with friendships, human relationships with God, especially in covenant relationship, peace from war. This is not just a temporary peace. This is an eternal peace that's from King Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about this temporary peace. I'm talking about an eternal peace, listen, that walks with you, that talks with you, that cries with you, that celebrates with you, that understands you, that will never tell your secrets. I'm talking about the Prince of Peace. I'm talking about King Jesus. I'm talking about this peace is alive. This is not just any type of peace we're talking about. I'm talking about a peace that when you let it finally embrace you and grab a hold of you, it will console you. It will strengthen you. This peace will speak on your behalf when you don't even know what to say. This is just this is not just any type of peace. John 14 and uh, 27, it says this. Now, that ain't going to be on the sky Bible. That, that one ain't. It's supposed to be. I'm supposed to have it bookmarked right here. But guess what? Mr. AJ done it again. So let me flip a little bit. Matthew, Mark, y'all know it, Luke, John. There we go. I'm on the real Bible up here. This is, you know, still got to flip the pages. Now, listen, this is the red letters. So the red letters is Jesus speaking. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Don't let the world trick you into thinking that you can have peace without Jesus. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. I'm going to say it again. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. The world wants us to, the world paints this picture like we can get true eternal peace without Jesus. Now, I never understood this type of peace, but I had to dive in, dive a little bit deeper into that word because that's the New Testament. So I said, what's, what's this word peace mean? Is it the same? And this one means a state of national tranquility, exemption from rage and havoc of war, peace between individuals, harmony, 
Security, safety, prosperity, because peace and harmony make and keep things safe and prosperous. Of the Messiah's peace, this is what this peace means. The way that leads to salvation of Christianity, the tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and content with the, the earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is. The blessed state of, of devout and upright men after death. Peace. I'm not just talking about any type of peace here. We're talking about supernatural, eternal peace. Y'all with me? You sure? Walk with me a little bit more. Now, I never understood this type of peace until my grandmother passed away. She passed away back in September. And I'm going to go over rewind, tell a little story. So my grandmother's been, um, I'm not going to say sick, but she ain't been able to get around for about, since about 2015. Now, she could still, yeah, let me fuss, let me call me. Oh, she just couldn't get around that good. So we get a phone call. She calls me, and she says, I think I got a kidney stone. I said, okay, what do you want me to do? I'm on my way. She said, you know, might have to call the ambulance. I said, well, I'm on my way. So I get there, and uh, she's, we got her in the room. And I'm like, Ma, what do you want me to do? I can carry you to the car. I can, whatever you want me to do, I do it. She said, I think you're going to have to call the ambulance. I said, okay. We'll call the ambulance. We called them, got her to the hospital. We're thinking just a kidney stone. We get in there at the emergency room. You know how emergency room are. 92 hours later, we're still in there waiting. And we comes to find out that it wasn't a kidney stone, it was cancer. And so we come to find out it's cancer, we get the news. Of course, you know how we feel, we're devastated. So I walk in the room, and the first thing my grandmother says to me when I walk in, she goes, she goes Anthony? She, don't, she called me by my government name, Anthony? <laughs> she said, you know you're gonna have to preach my eulogy. And I'm walking, now we just got this news, and I'm like, Ma, come on now, we, let's not talk about this right now. And she says, I, I ain't, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm at peace. She said, I'm not saying I want to go now, but I'm telling you I'm at peace, and you're going to preach my eulogy. And I'm trying to hold it all together. Now, keep in mind, we don't know what stage, if it's terminal. We don't know anything. We just know that's all we know. So I'm trying to hold it together, but what I'm realizing, not realizing in that moment, but I'm realizing how much at peace she was. So we're in the hospital. They get in the room. We, we find out it's a, she's got cancer. It's a tumor. It's in her spine. She got one, a spot in her spine. And the reason why her back was hurting is because it was like, kind of like she had holes in her spine where the tumor was pushing. So she had extreme pain. So the only way to help her with this pain was to take her to radiation while she was in the hospital. Well, radiation meant getting her out of the bed and taking her downstairs. She could not move good. So we're there, we're in the hospital, and all she talked about was Jesus. And, and when you're in those moments, the last thing I wanted to talk about was Jesus, okay? I ain't going to lie. But when they would move her, she would say, Jesus. She would scream, Jesus. Now, I'm the grandson that she always called on. Whether if it was a light bulb need to be fit, sink dripping, something going on, she called me, I come running. 
She never called my name. She just called Jesus. Got a little jealous of Jesus at that moment. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, what is going on here? All she's calling is Jesus. And I'm realizing how at peace she really is. So as she's screaming Jesus and calling Jesus' name when they got a mover and take her to radiation and she had an issue with a catheter wasn't in right and they had to move her and the nurses were moving her around and I and she's just screaming Jesus, Jesus, and I'm getting I'm getting mad. I'm about to turn some chairs over. And I said, when it was all over, I said, Ma, listen, we're gonna have to complain, get you a new nurse, we're gonna do all this, that and she said, Baby, no, we ain't. She said, hey, it's okay. I'm at peace. I'm good. They're doing the best that they can. Not to my standards, but to her standards, they were, because she was at a supernatural peace. And then I realized, not in that moment, but when I peel the onion back and look about it, look at it, I wasn't at peace, but she was. So we fast forward. She goes home. All she wanted to talk about was Jesus. All she would say to me is, I'm at peace. All she would say to me is, I'm ready to see Jesus, my mama, my daddy, my sisters. I'm at peace. We wasn't at peace. So when I sit back and I look at it, I said, I want that supernatural peace beyond understanding. I want that peace. And so when I was getting ready to preacher eulogy. Second Corinthians came to me <clears throat> verses um, chapter 4 verse 16 and 17. It's up, look, it's up on the sky Bible. And this is what I preached on. It says, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And what I realized is this. Outwardly, she was wasting away, but inwardly, she was more renewed with a supernatural peace that was beyond understanding. Outwardly, each and every last one of her, us in her, are wasting away. But we can be renewed inwardly, day by day, with the peace of Jesus. Listen to what I'm telling you right here. If you let that peace embrace you, you will have a supernatural peace and a supernatural understanding that you've never had before. When I watched my grandmother slowly go downhill, slowly dying, what I realized is she was being renewed more and more through death than I had ever seen in my life. She was so close to Jesus. All she wanted to do, we, what we would do is we would sit by her and we say, Ma, she loved watching westerns. Ma, you want to put a western on? You want to watch a western? She said, no. You can put gospel music on. Let me hear gospel music. Ma, you, wanna, uh, you want this to eat? No. Let's pray. Ma, listen, won't you, won't you cut the TV on? I want to listen to Jesus. And when she was laying there and when she would lay there and I was sitting next to her and I got a chance to feed her, I got a lot of chance to spend with her, and she would whisper in my ear. She whispered it a couple times. She said, Anthony. I'm at peace. And I realized she's experiencing a peace, an unseen peace. I wasn't at peace. And I, and I wanted to, my whole life, and I've been doing this Christian walk for a long time. 
but I realized I had never experienced the unseen peace that she was experiencing in that moment. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to see it. I wanted to embrace it. And I realized she was embracing a peace that was beyond understanding that only Jesus could give. No matter what I said to her, no matter what we said to her, you couldn't get her out of that peaceful state. She loved us, but she loved Jesus all the more. As much as she wanted to be with us, she wanted that eternal, everlasting peace. And I realized a lot of times this is my first holiday without my grandmother. But what she taught me in that moment was she was embrace, letting the Prince of Peace embrace her in the moment. There was no words I could say. There was nothing that I could do that could take the arms off of Jesus, that Jesus could take his arms off of her. Jesus had a hold of her. She never screamed my name. She never yelled, Anthony, come help me. She never done any of that. All she yelled was Jesus. And I sit back and I'm peeling this and I'm peeling this sermon about peace. And I'm looking at the Prince of Peace and I'm saying he's given us something that the world will not give us. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, my peace, I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My grandmother never had a troubled heart. She was never afraid. She was experiencing a peace that nobody in this world could give her and nobody could take away. And when I sat there at her hospital bed, she was so at peace. She wasn't on a whole bunch of pain medicine. She wasn't on anything. She was just at peace with Jesus. And she whispered in my ear one time, she said, Anthony, she said, I'm ready to go, but y'all got to let me go. They, you know, they're not ready to, for me to go, but I'm ready to go. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, we'll take it from here. And then I realized <clears throat> when it was over. And we're going through these holidays. Now I understand some of these holidays are tough for a lot of us in here. And I'm going through this holiday and I was praying, praying for my family, praying for myself, first holiday. And I felt God tell me, your grandma ain't thinking nothing about you. She had everlasting peace. And how you can handle this, I know you love her. I know you miss her. I know you're going to cry. I know with certain things that you're going to feel. But the only way you can get through this is let me embrace you so you can have some of this everlasting peace that she's experiencing right now. As much as she loved me, she loved Jesus even more. As much as I love my grandmother and I, she didn't call my name and she didn't call anybody's name, she was experiencing an unseen peace that was beyond my understanding. And I watched her feel it. I watched her see it. I watched her embrace it, and I said, I want that peace. So when I look back on the scriptures, Chris said last week, you can't go, you, when you look at the birth, you can't just look at the birth. You got to go to the death and the resurrection. When I think about that, the prince of peace is what the prophet Isaiah said. The prince of peace, the head of peace, 
Jesus said, I give you what the world will not give you. This is what the world going to tell you. Your peace is going to come from who you vote for. I don't care who you voted for. King Jesus on the throne. Your peace is going to come from that new car, them new clothes you might get. Your peace is going to come from a family member. Your peace is going to come from material things. Your peace is going to come from whatever all the world wants to paint this peace, what peace is. Temporary, seen peace. It's just going to last for a minute. Your peace, some people get their peace from eating. Some people get their peace from doing all type of stuff. But Jesus said, let me embrace you, and I'm going to give you an unseen peace that's beyond your understanding, that surpasses all understanding. What stronghold you have, whatever you're going through, you let me embrace you and watch it fall away. I realized that when I embraced this peace that Jesus gave me, the, the, what I thought I was experiencing, I had never experienced. And when I let Jesus embrace me and console me with this peace and the strength, my whole mindset changed. <laughs> my whole look on the world changed. My whole look on people changed. My whole look on everything changed because I had let Jesus embrace me with a certain kind of peace that I had never felt. I, I, I can feel it. I can see it. And when I think about Jesus being born, Jesus living perfect, they nailed Jesus to a cross. They put nails in his hands. They forced a crown of thorns on him. They riveted his feet. And the only thing that Jesus said, King Jesus, was it's finished. Forgive them for they know not what they do. So I could just have a choice to choose peace. And at the moment that I let my guard down, and I watch my grandmother. I look at her. I can see it. I got pictures in my phone. And I go back and I look. And I'm saying, outwardly, she's wasting away. But I seen her more renewed inwardly than I had ever seen. And I said, I want that peace. And I know this holiday season is hard for a lot of us. A lot of us, it's hard to have peace during this time of season. A lot of us, it's hard to feel joy. It's hard to feel certain things in this type of season. But if you let Jesus embrace you, you will start to feel that everlasting, unforeseen peace. And the thing about it is, Jesus always has his hand out, willing. Always has his arms out, ready. All you got to do is walk to him and let him hug you. <laughs> and he won't let you go. And when I seen my grandmother laying there, I could visualize Jesus holding her, not letting her go. As much pain as she was in, she screamed Jesus. Why did she scream Jesus? Because Jesus had a hold of her. And, the, and, and when she was facing death, she screamed Jesus. With all of us around loving on her and crying on her, she screamed Jesus. Because she let Jesus embrace her. In this time, there's a supernatural peace right now that's wanting to embrace every last one of us. And don't let the world trick you into thinking that your peace comes for what the world has. Red letters, Jesus said, I'm going to give you something the world can't give you. I'm going to give you something that the world don't know nothing about. And then when you walk out in the world and you hear wars, rumors of wars, gas prices high, riots, protests, 
You can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. Why is that? Because you let the prince of peace embrace you. This peace is alive. This peace is going to come back and get us. This peace forgives us of our sins. This peace walks with us, talks with us, loves on us, never judges us, never tells our secrets. This peace has an unconditional love that's beyond anything that I can imagine. So don't you leave this place without embracing the supernatural peace that Jesus has just given us a chance to choose. You ain't got to choose it. Jesus said, I'm just giving you a chance. What I, what I realize about my King Jesus is he stays a step ahead of everything. So you think about the Old Testament. Before they'd never seen rain, Jesus was seeing rain. You think about the cross. The people seen the cross. Jesus seen an empty tomb. He stays a step ahead. So when I, when I looked at my grandmother dying, I didn't understand separately I wanted to stay. But he was painting a picture for me to understand peace in a way that I'd never seen it before. Jesus stays a step ahead. We may not understand it sometimes. A lot of times we don't even like it. But he always stays a step ahead because he loves us that much. And I feel like I owe it to Jesus because he died. And not only did he die, <laughs> he conquered death and rose. And the thing about Jesus, he laid his life down. They didn't kill him. Jesus laid it down. He said, go ahead. Take it. Because I want them to have a choice to choose peace. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to rise again, and then I'm going to come back. Just so we can have a chance to choose. Think about this. Think about having a chance right here in front of you. Your chance is here. And you keep walking around it. You're feeling down. You're feeling lost. You're feeling frustrated. You're feeling stressed out. And you keep walking around the mighty counselor, the mighty counselor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And you walk around the answer to go see what CNN says. Then you walk around over here. This is what Fox News says. Then you walk back here. This is what Facebook says. And Jesus is saying, they nailed him to a cross with his hands wide, open wide, from far as the east is from the west, so he can embrace us. We can't keep walking around, Jesus. We can't. Everywhere you go, he's there. Everywhere you go. And so when I sit back and I think about my grandmother and I think about the Prince of Peace and I watched her take her last breaths and I watched Jesus embrace her. And I sit back and I think this whole process with her going through that was a month or so. Not one time did she yell our names. Not one time. Did she want to watch a Western? Not one time did she want to know what the weather was. Not one time did she even want to know what time it was. 
She didn't even care about what food. Even We wanted to bring her favorite food. She did not care. It was all about Jesus. And when you embrace that peace, the peace that's alive in you, that walks with you, that talks with you, that protects you, that cries you to sleep, that loves on you, there's nothing that can take that from you. And there's not anything in the world that can give it to you. That's the peace that I want to embrace me. That's the peace that I want to embrace you. The band, can somebody can come up. But when I think about that, I want y'all to understand something. Jesus, Isaiah prophesied and said he's the mighty counselor. You know what that means? You can go to him for anything. The mighty counselor, go to him for anything. Everlasting father, he's everything. Beginning, end, everything. First and last. Prince of peace, the head of peace. So why walk around it when you can walk right to it? And then Jesus said, peace. What did, what did red letters? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. He says it. Do not, I do not give as the world gives. This is Jesus saying this. I do not give as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You know what I got out of that? The world going to give you a whole bunch of chaos. And when you hear that chaos and you see it, God is not the author of confusion but of peace. So when you see all that chaos, Jesus says it right here. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Because I'm giving you something that the world can't give you. And they can't take it away from you. So during this holiday season, Sometimes it's hard for us. This is my first holiday without my grandmama. It's the first holiday that I ain't going to be able to go over there. But I have a supernatural peace because I realize she ain't thinking nothing about me anyway. She's at everlasting peace. So if she ain't thinking nothing about me anyway, and she had everlasting peace, and all her prayers down here worked, I want to experience what she's experiencing. So the best way for me to experience, experience my grandmother again is to experience an unseen peace that she experienced. And every time I, every time now that I've let that peace in, the days I want to cry, the days I look at her picture, I'm happy because I'm experiencing what she's experiencing right now. Don't walk out this place without experiencing King Jesus. This peace that we're talking about, that I'm talking about now, is alive. I don't care what you've done. Guess what this peace will do? Forgive you of your sins. I don't care what secrets you got. You can go to him with your secrets. He ain't going to tell nobody. I don't care. That's what this peace does. Your mind's going to change. Your heart's going to change. I don't care if you can't come up here for prayer. Jesus to pray with you in the car because it's alive. Thank y'all.